Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. Gun to the right of Jackson Dart. Dart takes a snap, fakes a pitch, shovel pass, a hit, busted up! State picks it up, an incomplete pass. The Bulldogs' defense has stopped them. The two-point try fails with 125 to go, and State clings to a two-point lead, 24-22. That is Neil Price and Matt Wyatt from the Mississippi State Sports Radio Network, Learfield Sports. Thank you for that clip, gentlemen, and welcome in to a golden edition of Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. He's Robbie Falk. Thank you for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. No coffee is for closers today. There's no, There's been no other football. We got we to gotta wait on that. Oh. I know, right? But you got to start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie. And I promise you it's never in this life going to happen if strange if Brupolo was in Oxford. Oh, yes. They need some coffee this morning, though. Boy, would any. that be weird. They don't get any. But wherever you are in our great state, even if you are in Oxford, you can get Strange Brew Coffee delivered right to your door. Just call. Just, call. just go to Strange Brew Coffee House. Don't call them. They will not bring it. Uh Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. This holiday season, if you've got a coffee lover in your life, you owe them the gift of Strange Brew Coffee House. I, I, I've seen a couple of tweets this morning. You guys are hitting up that Black Friday sale over at College Corner. There's still plenty of time. I think by the time this podcast gets up, it'll be down to 10% off, but that's still great a great deal on a lot of their cool clothes they have there. If you're looking for maroon and white merchandise, and I know at this moment that you are, College Corner is the place to get it all holidays long, all Christmas season. You're trying to buy stuff for your MSU fans. College Corner is the place to do that. Don't miss Miracle Under Maine this holiday season at the guest room. They uh, An incredible Christmas celebration down there. It will really put you in the holiday spirit. And they've got holiday spirits for you to drink at, at Miracle Under Maine there at the guest room. And, of course, don't forget about Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's best blue plate lunch, and, of course, its best restaurant, its flagship restaurant, as far as I'm concerned. Nobody touches Restaurant Tyler. The flagship, huh? <laughs> well, you know. Ah, well, you know. Firehouse Subs here in Starkville, also in Oxford, also in Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison, just for the record there. This holiday season, if you're looking to bring something different to the holiday party, the place to go is Firehouse Subs. Pick up a holiday a party platter from firehouse subs and bring that to the christmas party you'll be as welcome as santa and his bag of gifts wherever you go great deals there and of course you're just looking to get a great lunch firehouse subs download the app pick up your sandwich pick up some reward points and enjoy a great one at firehouse subs mississippi state 24 Ole Miss 22 you know when you're wrong you're wrong robbie we're just wrong on that one you know what i'll wear it i'll i, I can i can live with it 
I can live with myself. There are people that think that we're supposed to be, you know, upset. Well, there are people who who think it's it's pathetic, and I'm just like, and like it somehow affects the football program, guys. It couldn't affect the football program any less. Let me let me just assure you of that. Right. Because if it did affect the football program, they would have lost. So we'll bring that up. Let's get away from the negativity on that on that matter, though. Let's let's get into the positivity. A a a. I don't know if a program defining win is the right. That's not right. But for Leach, maybe a tenure defining win for Mike Leach. And now things at Mississippi State, everybody can take a deep breath. Everybody's willing to go forward and willing to move after this win in Oxford. Some people were there. Some people were not. Those of us who were there saw an incredible win and an unbelievable performance by the Mississippi State defense. One man saw more than most, though. He'll tell us what he saw right now. Mississippi State 24, Ole Miss 22, the Golden Egg back in Starkville. Tell him, Funk! Well, Brian, I, I just mentioned it a while ago. There's a lot of people that think that we're supposed to be, you and I are, are, are sad today. And Mississippi State lost this game because we've been Quote unquote, quote unquote, negative Nancy's. We've been, um, you know, out to get Mike Leach and things like that. It couldn't be further than the truth, Brian. We are here to help. That's all I have to say. We're here to help. When we suggested that Mississippi State should run the football 25 times in this game, design runs. That wasn't to troll Mike Leach. That was to give him a good idea of how to beat Ole Miss. And in the second half, Mississippi State committed to the run game, Brian. Guess how many designed running back running back carries they had in this game? 26. 26 carries, 149 yards, and for an offense that was struggling mightily. And by the way, if you completely ignored those four four or five possessions in between the touchdowns that they had. It was bad, folks. That was bad offense. But Mississippi State got out of its own way. They decided to run the football, and it opened up everything for them. They had a chance to win that ball game by two touchdowns. That didn't work out that way, but the fact that Mississippi State found a way to win was huge. And we discussed this preseason. Mike Leach needed to win eight games and he needed to win the Egg Bowl. If he wins seven games, the seventh needed to be the Egg Bowl, mm-hmm. and he did it. And for that, he deserves credit. He deserves support. And Mississippi State fans really need to get on board with this because, like I said, I thought this game was a crossroads game for the Bulldogs. If they lose this game, you're going to see people start to jump off the bandwagon. If they win the game, you win eight ball games, which is what – Almost everyone in this fan base would have taken preseason. You win the Egg Bowl back, which is what everyone in this fan base wanted preseason. And now you have a chance to play in a good bowl game, possibly win nine games and take that momentum into next year with a lot of returning starters. I don't think that that there's anybody out there that can be upset about the current state of Mississippi State sports when you finish third in the West, you're better than Ole Miss, you have the trophy, and you win eight games this mm-hmm. year with with quite possibly the toughest schedule in the SEC, mm-hmm. playing Alabama and Georgia both. So mm-hmm. for Mississippi State to find a way to do it, and, and listen, the, the 
make no mistake about it, the criticism or whatever you want to call it of Mike Leach by us in the past is not a couple of guys that are are pushing for a change or um, have it out to get Mike Leach. It's because Brian and I both see that there's a lot of meat on the bone for Mississippi State. And we're not trying to be negative, but there's things that Mississippi State could do better that can take this program to the next level because at the end of the day, Mike Leach is one of the most consistent coaches that you're going to find to go to three Power 5 schools, all three that have historically been mediocre to bad programs, and he's consistently winning seven to eight, nine games. There's a lot more that can happen for Mississippi State with Mike Leach. I don't believe that Mississippi State fans should just be happy with seven or eight wins. I think that this team can be even better, and we saw pieces of that on on uh, Thursday night because if the offense is doing what it's supposed to do and Mike Leach has a defense that can do what it did, 78 yards rushing to the best rushing team in the country, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team if they if they go all in on getting the most out of what they can get from this team. So I have no complaints. Um, the offense looked bad at times last night, but you know what? They figured it out. They won the ball game. And there's nothing that uh, any Mississippi State fan, I think, can really be upset about uh, from this regular season at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you, it's okay to be frustrated with the way the offense plays at time. You know, there's no getting around that. And, and, and I think something that's important that I think a lot of fans, not just of Mississippi State, but all fans, is that nothing happens in a vacuum, right? Everybody wins ugly from time to time. Yeah, you know, and everybody loses badly from time to time outside of your truly, truly elite programs. You know, Georgia. And, and Ohio, if you take whatever. the if you take the microscope off of Mississippi State and you look across the landscape of college football, if you're a football fan, mm-hmm. this has been the case for everybody. There's yeah. been nobody this year that you've looked at and said, "God, they just," I mean, they have no flaws. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's probably the closest. Georgia's the thing. closest, but they've had they've had a couple of ugly ugly wins. At the end of the day, Mississippi State was picked to finish sixth in the SEC and once again was much better than they were projected to get. They're going to finish Eight third, wins, right? Third in the, third in the West. Um, and, you know, the, the Kentucky game, again, continues to be the, the outlier, yes. I think. The, you, can, you can explain away Georgia, Bama, and even LSU, even though you had a chance to win that. The Kentucky game is the one game that's really frustrating. And when you look at it that way, it was a really good season for Mississippi State. Now it's it's time to capitalize on this. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And and we said it all along that you know at this point, if State gets this win, I mean, you've gone from four wins to seven wins to eight with a potential for nine. That is improvement. There, there's yes. no, there, there's no getting around that. There's no pointing out stats and saying this, that, and the other. You you have to look at the big picture. You have mm-hmm. to look from the the, the ten thousand feet up. And that's what the, the pro- perception of this program is going to be is, you know, they just keep getting better under Mike Leach. And now we're going to go back to something I said back during the offseason. 2023 is here, and this is a thing that's true as well, but 2023 coming up, you have the potential to have the special season in that five-year cycle that I'm always talking about. You know, I always say three of the four five years, seven, eight, possibly nine, and one year in there, you should be able to jump up and have a real chance at 10. State has a real chance at 10 next year. They got to get better in some phases of the game, but they have a real chance. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. These are the things that are true. I have uh, 15 of them. 
15 things that are true. They are all true, 100% guaranteed, Thanksgiving certified true. Number one, Robbie, as you know, you know, as you know, because you're going to take money off of me in a few weeks when we go to dinner because you're going to win the pick 'em contest. I am a terrible picker of games. Terrible. I have been the the entire time I've been picking games in public. I have done poorly, but I'll be damned if I wasn't 100 percent accurate preseason on this schedule. I can't get over the fact that I literally laid it out the way it happened. I can't. I, it, it is maybe the greatest moment of my life outside of the birth of my children. You and I both almost nailed perfectly right. Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Yeah. I thought State would lose against Ole Miss mm-hmm. uh, preseason. I thought mm-hmm. it would be close, and I thought they would lose, obviously, coming this week. But we both said Ole Miss is going to start either 7-1 and one mm-hmm. or 8-0. and oh. We, we didn't believe la- that, yes. And then, and then they were going to lose four or five games. Yes, we believed that would happen. Yes, we did. Yes. We believe. We believed, yes. That was uh, that was most definitely a 2012 Mississippi State season for Ole Miss. Oh, yes. So, but, yeah, I had, but, I had know, Ole Miss losing to Kentucky. Is the only thing, that's the only game I missed on them. It, it confirmed, and I had, them, I had them beating Kentucky. I had them starting 8-0 and then finishing 8-4, mm-hmm. I think. It confirmed what we knew the entire season. Nobody bought this Ole Miss team. Right. Nobody thought they were legit. Right. Like, ever. So, and they proved it last night. I, I didn't think they were very good at all last night right. um, in any phase. So, no, I agree with that. I thought that Ole Miss played really, really poorly. And state, it, you know, especially, oh, we'll talk, you know what? Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going because we're going to cover all of this. Number two, 25 years later, Robbie, revenge for 1997. Yes, the two point conversion. It took 25 years to get them in this situation. I think this is going to end up being a lot of people's favorite Egg Bowl. Even though it was a slog and it was a tough watch because the teams just didn't weren't executing very well offensively. But the drama at the end, to go from State is going to put this game away to Ole Miss has driven 99 yards and can tie it to State gets the two-point conversion and, and, and disrupts it. That's a hell of a sequence of college football. I think a lot of people, the emotion of this win, they will look back on this as one of their fondest memories if you're, if you're in maroon and white. Well, you think about the, the state fans' favorite wins. Mm-hmm. Take out that 2016 game. Nobody talks about the 2018 beatdown. No. But, you know, 2016 game wasn't expected. 19, but 99, 19, yeah. this one, yeah. these games that 07. Mm-hmm. These games with a lot of drama at the end where it's State closed, just yeah. snatches yeah. the the game from Ole Miss. I agree. And, and by the way, that might have been one of the one of the great single like individual defensive plays in this Egg Bowl. Yeah, because he doesn't do that. He didn't put the hand out there. They're gonna they're scoring. I mean, it just showed that that was that was one of the most impressive defensive games I've seen by Mississippi State team. We'll talk the, about that. Yeah, the discipline the discipline was incredible. And uh, and it showed on that last play. I mean, Randy Charlton kind of he he went with his man, but he also was keeping an eye on Jackson Dart. He saw he saw Dart fake the toss to Judkins, and he knew where he was going in the middle of the field. And that was just an that was just an incredible play. Uh, and and I, I mean, do you have any faith in Mississippi State winning that game in overtime? If yeah, no. And let's talk about that right now. Number three. 
I thought when Ole Miss scored to make it 16-7, they were in total control. I thought, okay, now they've pushed the lead out. State cannot do anything offensively. This is going to be a long night. And then you have to give a ton of credit to Will Rogers for putting together a drive in, what, under two minutes to get into the end zone and put State back into the football game and give them all the momentum going into the locker room. I would love to see a stat for teams that score on the last drive of the first half that win. It's got to be up there. That is the biggest deflator in the world. It happened State against LSU, and now it happened for State against Ole Miss. I thought that drive was the key to the game. Uh, No doubt. I thought that right after they scored the touchdown, they just had to get points on that drive. They had to get three. And two possessions, that the biggest two possessions of the game were possessions that, you know, State gets three points, you feel okay about it. But Will, getting them in the end zone was crucial. And I, I know Will is taking a ton of heat. And rightfully so. I mean, he's not, he has not played e- extremely well this year. Right. Um, in a lot of ways, he's regressed a little bit from last year. But I refuse to bash the kid because he plays extremely hard. He's a great kid. And last night, I thought those two possessions right before the half, the touchdown pass to, to Tulu, and then the possession with the touchdown to Ra-Ra Thomas, it was third and seven. If State gets three points right there, you go up four, but who's to say Ole Miss doesn't eventually get in the end zone, you lose that game. Getting that touchdown right there pretty much won the game for State. They forced Ole Miss to go for two points, and they missed a two-point conversion. So – when the state needed Will Rogers to come through, and with the exception of that fumble, obviously, on the two, he made some plays. Um, you got to give him some credit in that ballgame. The state can be better in this offense. Will can be better. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, that, that drive before the half was the key to the game because the game was kind of slipping a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that They – they had to have points there, and they not only got a field goal, but they got a touchdown, put them right back in the game. Number four for me, maybe not the craziest, but this is a top five weirdest Egg Bowl ever. Everybody likes the craziness of the Egg Bowl. This one delivered on that front. The foot, the quality of football, not great, but the quality of entertainment, outstanding. Yeah, there's no doubt. That was uh... – especially late in the ball game. But, it, I mean, it was a good, hard-fought game all the way through. I thought if, if Will scores on that last possession where they fumbled at the two, then Ole Miss probably gets three and out of the next possession and the game's over. I mean, they were dead. Uh, that gave them a little bit of life. But uh, fun game. I thought the atmosphere was was pretty good. And, it, I mean, it was just uh, – it was crazy. I mean, like the – Stuff with the student section, like what? I mean, it was it was wild. They, they threw a chair, Robbie. They threw a chair. They threw uh, trash at Rara Thomas. They uh, were just giving John Sokoloff the business. Some of the stuff they said to John was just sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, going on Twitter, acting like complete idiots too. We won't go into all that, but. There's a problem with those with that group of people. There's a there's a real problem with the students there, that nobody seems to be bringing up outside of this fan base. If we're going to trash Tennessee for throwing mustard on the field or whatever it is, this mm-hmm. is something that's happened several times with Ole Miss, and you know they're throwing chairs on the field. It's that the where do you even get a chair? Have. 
I don't know. I have no clue. Who but, has you know, like, chairs? I mean, they're all sitting there, like, flipping off the entire team. And I'm not a prude or anything like that. But, like, the entire student section flipping off players. They were throwing something at somebody who I don't know if he was a security guard or what, but he was wearing a, a, a red pullover and a blue hat. Throwing yeah. it at their own people. Yeah, he, he went over there when they were throwing things at Ra-Ra Thomas and they were throwing trying things on the field and trying to settle them down. And, and somebody was, like, throwing stuff at him, and he climbed up on the rail ready to – he was ready to go. Somebody, yeah, craziness, absolute madness. Uh, Just some real issues there. Add it, add it to the uh, the list. Add it to the lore of the Egg Bowl, I guess. Number all five. these all these out of towners coming in here from Texas and Tennessee because they can't get into those schools. <laughs> uh number five. I think the rain might have been the MVP. I think Isn't that rain, weird. I think the rain kind of forced Mike Leach's hand to, and Will Rogers' hand to run the ball a little bit more. And then when they started doing that, there was no stopping them. The State's three best rushing games, they're 3-0. and There's yep. no question. When you look at State this season, when they ran the ball effectively, the only games they didn't run the ball really effectively were Bowling Green and Auburn. You know, yep. Those are the only two games that they won where they didn't really run the ball that well. And they struggled at times in that Auburn game. They did. They did. They they got they you know they had a special teams touchdown and they they scored on a short field after a turnover. Bowling Green is Bowling Green. It doesn't matter. But they this is the way to run the football like this because that open once you start running the ball like that everything else opens up and you've got Rufus Harvey and Jaden Wally just open wide open in the middle every play because they're people are trying to stop the run. They've got to stick to this. It's going to be so frustrating if when the bowl game comes, if State goes back to not running the football. Yeah. And listen, that's that's why we had our doubts coming in this game anyway, because we just don't see that consistently enough. And I think at some point they just said, look, we nothing is happening in the passing game. You know, we're we're having trouble finding people out there on the field. They're getting a little pressure on us. We're we're making mistakes. The, nothing's really happening. It's raining. We're going to have to do something here to kind of change up the the mojo. And it worked, just like we said it would. So, uh, you know, to me, it, it's it's clear as day. State's got to be a little less one-dimensional in the passing game. And you have running backs that can do it. That's what's been frustrating. Mm-hmm. Jaquavis Marks bounces off a 32-yard run. Then you don't see him for two possessions. Yeah. You know? Dylan Johnson's getting hard runs. Then the, you start passing the football five straight times. Yeah, get it, get, get the ball at midfield first and five. You throw three straight passes. Yeah, that, that's just not a recipe for success. Uh, it's not. Hopefully, they'll figure. But the rain, the rain coming when it did, I think won the game for Mississippi State. Yeah, number six. I thought for defense and special teams, this was your best game of the year. Especially special teams was shockingly good. The, the punting, they both averaged almost 48 yards a kick. They punted, they had two that got down inside the 10. I, 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 I was not expecting that. Massimo Biscardi called on to kick a field goal, makes the field goal. Xavion Thomas, a couple of good punt returns, didn't have a chance to return a kickoff in this one. But Xavion did, he had a good kickoff return. This was State's best, I mean, offensively, not State's best night, although they, they ran the ball so well. But defensively and special teams, this was the best they played all year. No doubt. I mean, that 
I talked about the running defense. I mean, that was just I, – I, I mean, it was it's hard to believe. Yeah. Um, 78 yards rushing, negative 15 yards for everyone outside of Quinshawn Judkins. Mm-hmm. Judkins got his, but he, he never – Zach Evans, he, zero yards rushing. Zero yards. And, and Judkins didn't have – you know, a, he wasn't popping off a lot of big runs. He, he is normally carries. good for a 40, 50-yard run every game. And didn't have it in this game. Yeah, and so incredible. That's the first time this year that they've been held under 100 yards rushing, and there were 200 yards under their average. And second time in Lane Kiffin's tenure there that they've been held under 100. The other time was Bama last year, who gave up, I think, 78 yards as well. So 1.9 yards a rush, that's, that's going to keep you in the ballgame against a team like that. And the, to piggyback off of that, number uh, seven, I would love to sit down with Zach Harnett and talk about this game and understand what he saw on film to come up with the game plan that he did. Because he did something nobody else has been able to do, and that's bottle up the Ole Miss run game. They ran for 463 yards last week. Yeah. 700 that, yards of total offense. That, I mean, yeah. Coming off of that game, I mean, I know they didn't score a lot of points because of their red zone was, but I mean, that's an incredible number for total offense. Even if even if you're telling me, okay, Arkansas took their foot off the gas, there's nothing taking your foot off the gas and getting out of the car. That's what Arkansas did to give up 700 yards of offense. And then there's Mississippi State holding them to 78 yards rushing. Nearly 400 yards less than they had a week ago. Zach Arnett's game plan, we, we've there's been a lot of Zach Arnett attacks. People, people are like, he's not as good. He's overrated. Guys, this guy has has made every game he's coached winnable for Mississippi State. Yep. Every game he has been here at Mississippi State, State could have won. Maybe, maybe not the, the Alabama games. But for the most part, he he is he has kept that ship afloat. And then he just went out and dominated Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. So, just yeah, that, I I thought that was I thought that was a fantastic game plan. And, and like you said, I mean, I've always said like the numbers don't really tell you the story about Zach Arnett um, because he's he's really a lot of times they've had you know situations where they get worn down. I thought, quite frankly, that was going to happen in this game, and I think to a sense it did. Mm-hmm. That's the last uh, drive, yeah. So it doesn't really tell the story. I mean, they had single-digit yards in the second half into that final possession. Can you believe that? Single-digit yeah. yards. That's really and if state And again, if State scores a touchdown that last drive of Will Rogers, they probably stay at single-digit yards. It's just, it was, it was a phenomenal job. Let's move on into the second half of the uh, things that are true. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Only a few days left in this great month. I love the month of November, by the way. It is my favorite month. Egg Bowl, Thanksgiving, my birthday. Oh. But but I also love the fact that we are voting for our favorite burger joint and steakhouse in the state of Mississippi. Just go to msbeef.org and place your vote. It's a simple survey process. It takes just a couple of minutes. And you can get your restaurant, your favorite place, the publicity they deserve. So many great burger joints and steakhouses in our state. Tell us which one's your favorite at msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoke Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. I'm feeling that tonight, Robbie. i got to be honest with you. I think that might be the way to go. 
Why not? Little, little smoked wings. I, I, you know, I'm not cooking tonight because I'm cooking tomorrow. Tomorrow is my Thanksgiving, so I gotta, we gotta go out to eat, and then I gotta get up. I gotta go to bed because I gotta get up early because that turkey isn't gonna cook itself. So anyway, well, we say all that to say you should go to Two Brothers this weekend, any weekend, whenever you're in Starville, make sure a trip to Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is on the agenda. Great products, great service is something that every business likes to offer to you. Advantage Business Systems can promise it to you. 47 years of doing that. That's how you know. That's how you can tell. Nobody is open that long without taking care of their customers. When you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. If you need service on your products, you get to talk to the person who made you the sale. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Hope you guys are saving big money at the Rogue today. Huge savings there on Black Friday. And, of course, their collegiate collection, that's the gift to get Dad this holiday season. You need to get in there and get him one of these great MSU polos or quarter zips, the great logos that we all want, quality polos, quality products from one of the top clothing stores in the Southeast. It's a win-win whenever you shop at the Rogue. So this Christmas, when Dad opens up his gift, make it a polo from the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Number seven, Robbie hit on this and and, and tell him fog. And, and we really don't want to say we told you so, but the running game was the key to everything Mississippi State did that was good this season. Everything that happened good offensively this season sparked through State being able to run the football. Marks and Johnson had a fantastic I think they went over 1,000 combined, so that, that one hit if you had that in the, in the media poll. Um, but when State ran the ball effectively, they were almost unstoppable this year. And when they didn't, they were easy to stop. And it, it, is, literally, it is literally that simple. And both those guys will be back next year. Yeah, that, that's what's a little frustrating, is, that, and that's why I keep saying like there's more meat on the bone for Mississippi State because, again, you don't have to be uh, 50% run. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have to run the ball half the time. It doesn't have to be balanced like that. Mm-hmm. But these two guys both averaged over five yards a carry mm-hmm. this season, mm-hmm. and they are over 1,000 yards combined between them. And to me, that tells you if you if you really break it down and you look at Mississippi State's games where the offense was the most effective, it seemed the offense had the most flow, was when they were mixing in the run and they were keeping those defenses off balance. Yeah. And last night, you know, Ole Miss would would stop a play here and there for, uh, you know, two or three yards. But when Mississippi State truly would come out and just commit to the running game they started to wear down that defensive line. And there's something to be said about that. I just don't think that you can sit there and get get the defense set, not run any tempo, and just drop back and throw it 55 times that you can have any kind of sustained success against defenses that can scheme it up and that have the athletes to, to match up with you. I just don't think it's possible this day and age. I agree. And hopefully, I, I thought still this year, Mississippi State, committed to the run much more than they had the last two years. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a little bit of hope that maybe yeah. they're moving in that direction. I agree. I, I think they're going to continue to do that and continue to 
I think one of the keys this offseason is the transfer portal to find uh, another tackle. I thought Nick Jones was good this year. I think Albert Reese has, has some potential in the future. But you got to continue to get better. You know, you and I talked about Mason Brooks last night, how you know he chose Ole Miss over Mississippi State and didn't really play for them. And I, I don't know that you know a guy who couldn't get on the field for Ole Miss is the best example, but Ole Miss is pretty good at offensive tackle. But, but he got beat out by two freshmen. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy who could have come to Mississippi State and made a contribution this year for, for them. So just got to continue to get better on the offensive line, but you've got the talent in the backfield. No, no question about that. Number nine. Hope y'all are ready to hear it. A lot of y'all already know it, though. Ole Miss was a fraud. There is no other way to describe them. They they were 100%, we believe, Mississippi State 2012, 10 years later. They played a this made the softest possible schedule. And they, think about how many similarities we have here, right? They have the soft schedule. Then at the back end of that softness, you have a game against a, a, a not great SEC team where you have to struggle to win, right? For State in 2012, it was Tennessee. For Ole Miss, it was Auburn, right? Then you get into the meat of the schedule, and the only win in your last four, your last five games is against the worst team in the conference. For State, it was Arkansas that year when John L. Smith was coaching them. This year, it's the dead and buried Texas A&M. They had played anybody else. If they had played Auburn with Cadillac Williams, they lose. Yeah. They were they were a complete and total fraud the entire season. Best win was either Troy or Vandy. Not the best win's Kentucky. Or maybe Vandy, I don't know. Vandy beat Kentucky. Yeah, but Kentucky's <laughs> actually going to be bowl eligible. Vandy won't be. But you're not. Yeah, but that, but, but that's what but we're Kentucky, talking about here. Kentucky did the same thing Ole Miss did and kind of loaded up in the front. Mm-hmm. And now well, they're that, a bad team. That same token there, Robbie. The Ole Miss fans who are like peeling off Kiffin's resume, like he's never even beaten a team with a winning record and everything. Guys, you're a little too big for your britches. Yeah. You just had four straight losing seasons or, or six or five, 500 or below. What are you talking about? And this is true at Mississippi State, too. Winning SEC games is huge. Eight win seasons are great at Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Now, you can have a special season like Ole Miss had last year. But are you guys really going to sneeze at going eight and four when three years ago you were four and eight? How about you get the ego under control there, guys? You know, tighten that scarf a little bit and figure it out. You're going to sit there and, and whine and complain about going, oh, look, I know it sucks the way the season ended, but if you win your bowl game, you're going to go nine and four at Ole yep. Miss. Pretty good. And. I would guess probably going to win their bowl game. I don't know yeah. who they play, but they're they're not going to be in a great bowl. Yeah, probably going to play a group of five team. They're going to have, I doubt, a whole lot of guys opting out. Where do you think they're going? They're, Music City. Uh, or are they do they stay in Music Florida? City they go or that Gator? Could be. Yeah. Or did they go to Houston? They could go to Houston. They haven't been there. They haven't. Well, the, Ole Miss is kind of interesting. They have some games they haven't been to. In this this time period, they haven't they haven't been to Music City since 2013. They haven't been to Texas. They haven't been to Jacksonville, and they haven't been to Liberty in a while. So, I don't think that fan base is super excited right now. They're they are like they are. They're, they're mostly pissed with Kiffin. They did. They ended the season on a on a down note. It's just uh, you know, it's uh, it's, it's just like that 2012 season to me for State. Yeah. The uh, 
Yeah. So that was I I didn't number it there, but that was my uh my number 10 was the the, the picking a part of Kiffin's resume is hilarious to me. Like this well, guy was, the, was they're your, they're not doing guy was your that. lord and savior three weeks ago. Yeah, they're they're not doing that if this stuff hadn't happened this no. week with Auburn. No, they're trying to convince themselves of something. And then what's gonna be funny is if he doesn't go to Auburn and now you got to now you're stuck with this guy that you just said sucks. <laughs> you gotta think these things through. Uh, number 11, I think a bowl win is an absolute must for Mississippi State. You know, you have to continue to build some momentum, and it appears, it appears like Ole Miss could be in some flux. I, I have no I have no opinion anymore on Kiffin. I'm going to wait and just see how where the chips fall. You know, yeah. when, 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 when he makes a decision, you know, if we get to next August and he runs out there on the field with Ole Miss, I guess he's still their coach. It's obvious that he's looking around. He's definitely looking around, but is he going to take the Auburn job? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, that that's uh, there, there's there's probably been some kind of snag there. I'm guessing. I don't I don't know. Imagine that. But John Cohen negotiation has a snag. If he if he goes to Auburn, he needs to publicly apologize to John Sokoloff. He does. For how he's reacted to this yeah. stuff. This has been I, I, this has been absolutely ridiculous. I'm just going to go and tell you if he does go to Auburn, you, you, you're me and you and a lot of John's friends here on the beat are we're going to have some fun on Twitter that day. Yeah. We're going to have no some doubt. things to say. So, uh, Let's see here. Where are we? Number People are going to pay. Yes. Number Listen 12. to what I say. I just may. Uh, number 12. Next season, 2023, should be the up year in the cycle. A 9-10 to 10 win season, regular season. Very, very possible for Mississippi State in 2023. You have eight home games and your four road games, Auburn, A&M, Arkansas, those are those are winnable games. You could eat and South Carolina. You know, you can get two of those. And then you know, if you can find a way to just, you know, win all your home games, you know, you're eight and four. At eight and four is almost the the the, the floor next year. Have a great year. I think state right now, if you, you can just look it on paper, would be favored against South Carolina, Arkansas, and Texas AM. Maybe not Auburn, because I got to see who their coach is. I, you know, if, if honestly, if, if Kiffin takes the job or if Freeze gets that job, they're good coaches. They could put together a team pretty quickly that would would be better than Mississippi State. But State has a great chance to be a nine ten win team next year. They they legitimately could go. Uh, they could just lose to LSU at Alabama. That that would be yeah. that would be the best case scenario. And LSU, I mean, LSU's not the State has gotten competitive with LSU in this series. That that game is not unwinnable. Right. No, it's I mean, you're playing at home. Yeah. You you should have beat them this year at their place. Yeah. But you look at that, I mean, South Carolina, that's gonna be that could be a tough ball game. They've been pretty good at home. Um and then after the Alabama game, I mean the back half of that schedule, you got a chance to make a run. It's like kind of the mm-hmm. the opposite of well, I guess this year is pretty balanced, but it's kind of the opposite of um maybe what Ole Miss had this year. I mean, that mm-hmm. back end. You got Western Michigan, Auburn, who knows what they're going to be like, A&M, who seems to be really in free-fall mode, Southern Miss, you got Ole Miss at home, Kentucky at home. Mm -hmm. You got a chance to to have a really, really good year, I think, next year. Yeah. They've got to hit the transfer portal hard. They've got to get some – they've got to fill some spots. Well, let's talk about that. the defensive side. Let's talk about that. Obviously, the defense. You know, you got to hit the transfer portal for defense and for some some players every every year. That's just that's just part of the game now. But number thirteen, 
I would still bring in a transfer quarterback if I could. I'm going to at least make 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 a competition here. Just do it the same yeah. way you did with Jack Abraham. You know, I, I don't think you can go get a huge name or anything like that, but you got to bring in somebody, and that somebody has to have the added dimension of being mobile. It's not worth bringing in another guy who's just a pocket passer like Will Rogers. You have to bring in a guy who can add a dimension to your offense. No, I I, I agree with you. I mean, it's just uh, there's got to be some kind of competition there. You can't just have no one that you feel good about behind Will. And there's a ton of things that this offense – I've been critical of this offense, and I, I really don't believe that they can function without – the running game being what it is but last night I mean there there were plays there that could have cost Mississippi State you know the you know standing in the pocket a little too long not being mobile enough to to get out of the pocket kind of running backwards losing a lot of yards going out of bounds short of the sticks on a run mm-hmm. uh, and then of course the fumble too at the goal line I mean State's got to get more efficient at quarterback and you're right. I mean, if that means going out into the transfer portal and and finding somebody that can at least give you some really good competition, then that's what you do. I mean, it's going to be hard, like you said, to pitch that to a uh, a really good Power Five quarterback or something like that. But there might be somebody out there that has a lot of uh, confidence in themselves, like Jack Abraham was. Mm-hmm. That feels like There's they somebody can come who, in here who and win. To it. Come in, and especially if Mike Leach rec- recruits them. And talks about look, we've got to have somebody with the, with the weapons that you have, you know, the ability to run. So, got to at least look into it. Number fourteen, let's stay with Rogers here. You know, when I think about Nick Fitzgerald, right, I always think he had a really complicated legacy, right? He's the guy who followed the greatest player in Mississippi State history, the most beloved player in Mississippi State history, and the guy all he ever did was win a bunch of games, beat Ole Miss two times, and generally be one of the toughest football players in Mississippi State history, and yet. There are still a lot of people who they're just not fans of Nick Fitzgerald for whatever reason. Rodgers is like that. Rodgers may have an even more complicated legacy than Fitzgerald. He may have the most complicated legacy of any MSU player ever. He's going to break every record in the in the in the book for passing. And yet, I think at the end of the day, if if people said who are the greatest, who's the greatest quarterback in Mississippi State history, nobody will ever say Will Rogers. No, they're not. They're He'll never get the credit because he's just going to be considered a system quarterback. And I, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's a lot of things that he deserves credit for. I think he's he's done a, a really good job at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt there's some deficiencies there um, with Will athletically and, and all that. But the one thing that you can't question is is how much work he puts in, how hard he plays, and how, how much he wants to win for Mississippi State. I, I mean, I commend him for being able to block out the noise and all of that stuff, and um, you know, you, you know me. I'm a big fan of Will, and I, I think that he's he should be remembered as one of state's best quarterbacks. But it's it's going to be, a, like you said, a complicated legacy for him. I think, but the only thing that people care about is winning games. And if he's winning games, they're not going to care that he might not be as mobile in the pocket or anything right. like that. People are going to give him his credit if he's winning games. All right. Last one. No pun intended on this, by the way. But Mike Leach has breathing room now. Mike Leach, at this point, you know, these last few weeks have been tense around Mississippi State, right? 
everybody's been angry. I mean, are you really have felt the apathy of Mississippi State fans? But now it's it's like Dumb and Dumber. Just when I think you couldn't do anything dumber than that, you go and completely redeem yourself. He had to win this game. He always did. Going back to the start of the season, State could have been, you know, nine and two coming into this game. You had to win this game. Nobody was going to be excited about anything if you lost three straight Egg Bowls. Now you can take a breath, and and you your message is simple. We keep getting better, and next year you have a chance to get even better. And I think people are going to see that now. You know, you want to keep your staff in place. People are going to come after Arnett, but I think Mississippi State offers him a good package. And again, and we've talked about it so many times, the ability to just call your defense and not have to worry the head coach breathing down your neck I think is val- is invaluable to Arnett. I think he likes being left alone to do his defense. And so oh, we, we've said that before. Yeah. The the coaches that coach with Leach love him. Yeah. The, he, you know, not worry about his staff going anywhere. Got to finish strong in recruiting. We all saw Isaac Smith's tweet last night. And, you know, need to need to finish strong and get a few more guys in this class and then hit the transfer portal. But right now with Mike Leach, he has support. He has people believing that he can get this program going in the right direction. It it may be a little tougher than we like it to be. It may be a little harder watch than you want it to be. But at the end of the day, if you have more points on the scoreboard than your opponent, you're good. And, and one last thing, not not a thing. I should have made this. Thing, we'll make it the sixteenth thing that is true. Mike Leach always loses ones he one he shouldn't, and wins one he shouldn't. And he saved he saved that one for this one. And and I know you know I don't think it was that big of an upset. But it was an upset. Vegas did not have State as the favorite. And I'm not, I don't think a lot of the pundits, including this guy right here, thought State were, was going to win the game. But at the end of the day, State lost one this year they shouldn't have, and they won one this year they shouldn't have. And the results were almost exactly where we thought that they could be. Yeah. And, w- and where we said if they get to that would be a really successful year for Mississippi State. So to me, the, this this whole – this whole thing, you know, college football, sports in general, is about wins and losses. Yeah, and and results. And at the end of the day, Mike Leach gets results. Yeah, it, it looks ugly at times. You know, this year was frustrating in many ball games. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, finished eight and four. Mm-hmm. And this is a coach that everywhere he's been, it's worked out the exact same way. Mm-hmm. My thing now is you have the ability to build on this. This this attitude that Mississippi State's you know always been a, a five or six win team or whatever. So then people need to be excited when they go to bowl games and all that. That's a loser mentality. There's so much more that they can get out of this. Mississippi State can be so much more competitive than they are, and they have a coach that's done it at other stops that he probably shouldn't have been doing it. That probably said the same thing. That Mississippi State fans are saying that they, you know, they should just be happy with bowl wins. But this team, this program can be better. He's got, uh, I think, some really good talent in the wide receiver room. I think the running backs are really good. He obviously has a really good defensive coordinator and some good pieces on that side of the ball. So why not get everything that you can? Yeah. If you're if you're a fan, you should want that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's why we've been saying. I mean. Do what works. Run, run the football. Get a little bit of balance. Make this offense what it can be. And I think Mississippi State can do some special things. 
I agree. I agree. All right. A lot to talk about this week, obviously. Robbie and I will be back on Monday. This is this counts as our Friday podcast. Uh, back on Monday, we'll discuss this. I got a few things I want to hit on. Um, Connerly Trophy presentation on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi will be down there for that. Uh, I fully expect Quinshawn Judkins to to take that award. Um, I think the only, I think the best chance for it not to be Judkins is actually Shadur Sanders. I don't think Forbes has much of a chance. Uh, in that, we'll one. see if that old. You know, we used to talk about like whoever wins the Egg Bowl wins the. I would agree wins. with that if it was an offensive player or something. But Forbes, I mean, Forbes didn't really do anything. Now maybe that's a good thing. It means that he covered up his guy and they didn't have a lot of opportunities. But I felt like he needed a stat. He needed a pick or or, or, or something in this game. To By the way, push him over how, the top. How good was the secondary? It was great. I mean, there were some great. there were some chunk plays by Ole yeah. Miss. I thought they intimidated Ole Miss's receivers too. Jalen Green popping Jonathan Mingo early, early in the game was the biggest. It was a tone setter. It, it yeah. was a tone setter. It, it said State was there to play, so. and he dropped the he dropped a wide open pass, touchdown pass later in the I mean, game. It, yeah. it would have been a score. Yeah. So, so plenty to talk about this week. Plus tomorrow, or I'm sorry, on our Monday podcast, we've got to talk MSU basketball. Those guys are playing at a really, I don't know if high level is the right word, but they're winning basketball games and they're doing it their own way. And they're, they're kind of fun to watch. So let's talk about that on Monday's podcast as well. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Happy Thanksgiving if, uh, if you're still celebrating. And we'll talk to you again very soon here on Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.